I am waiting on a lot of things. I'm waiting on my packages from Cyber Monday to arrive so that I can get them wrapped and put under the Christmas tree. I'm waiting for my grown-up kids to come back home for Christmas so we can be together again. I'm waiting for the sheer joy and beauty of the Christmas Eve services and just the delight of the holiday season. I'm also waiting for a lot of other things, some of which aren't super easy. Truth be told, I'm waiting on God to fulfill some of His promises in my life. It's never easy to wait, and I think that waiting on God is especially hard. But it is purposeful, and as my pastor husband likes to say, if God ain't done working, I ain't done waiting. So today, as we enter into this Advent season with Family Disciple Me, we are going to talk about a really special series called Worth the Wait. This series has been created in coordination with Vanguard Church and Pastor Richie Fike, who has been working on this series for over a year, and I get to come alongside him in the content so we can share it with both ministries. However, before we start this conversation, I do need to take a moment to give a shout out. You may or may not know Richie Fike, but if you've listened to any Christian radio in about the last decade, I'm certain you've heard the song, We Believe, that's sung by the Newsboys. Well, Fike is the one who wrote that song. He's an amazing worship pastor. He's an amazing man of God. And now he is the senior pastor at Vanguard Tri-Lakes. And so I am so excited for us to partner together in bringing this content to so many people this Advent season. I'm going to cue the intro, and then we'll be right back for my conversation with Pastor Richie Fike. Discipleship starts with a conversation. Sometimes that's easy, but sometimes we're not sure where to even begin. This podcast is created to inspire us about scriptures and relevant topics so that we can walk closer with Jesus and then have meaningful biblical conversations with those God has entrusted to us. Hi, my name is Tasha Williams, and I'm the founder of the Family Disciple Me Ministry. We believe that no matter what our age or stage in life, devotion and discipleship are God's calling on every one of His followers as we seek Him, speak Him together. So let's skip the intimidation and get straight to the conversation. Today, I have the privilege of welcoming my friend, Pastor Richie Fike, as he comes into the studio. Fike, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, you, good to be here. You braved the snow to it's join me. Quite a beautiful environment we have here. Yes, it is. Quite the opposite <laughs> of the outdoors. <laughs> yeah. On this beautiful snowy day outside, we get to have a conversation to get our Advent series going for Family Disciple Me. As background for our listeners, I want to talk about what happened last fall. We were sitting in a creative meeting for Vanguard Church talking about what we wanted to do in the months to come. And I remember you sitting around the table and you said, I have a Christmas series that I want to do called Worth 
the weight.、Yeah. Tell me about how that idea began in you in the first place. Well, I have a good friend, Brian Poppy, who is、uh, an Anglican pastor, and you know. The Anglican ritual is to really work through the Christian tradition, to work through the you know the Advent, the heading into Easter. Like he preaches the same stories and has to come up with creative ways to do it every year. But from basically November till Easter, it's like there it is. This is the story we tell every year. We remember this part of our lineage every year. And he was talking to me about Advent, and I went and listened to him preach about it. And it was just so beautiful the way he tied in. The whole story of the Bible through this, you know, the birth of this little six pounds seven ounce baby Jesus, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I just love the idea that what we have in common as New Covenant、um, believers, as New Testament followers of Jesus Christ, is that we are positioned in the same way that the folks in the Old Testament, the Judaic believers, were positioned. They were waiting for Messiah. And we're waiting for him to come back, and so that was the idea. How do we make this Christmas series not just about this moment with this manger in this nasty barn, but how do we look at it and see that this is the story of the Bible? I'm going to have to take temporary offense to the fact that you called a barn nasty. <laughs> I've been in your barn; it's nasty. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> yes, yes. And here is the rub with Fike because we have a very fun friendship, Fike. I got a copy of your message that was, I believe, about twenty-two pages long. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were trying to combine the whole story of the Bible into even that first message, but so powerful, so powerful. And like today, as we begin this Advent series, worth the wait. We're talking specifically about God's promise. Yeah. So, what would you say to us about God's promise? The background of this story. There's so much to be said. Yeah. What would you give to us? Well, I mean, honestly, you go all the way to the first couple chapters of the Bible when、um, Adam and Eve are walking in peace with the Lord. They are they are naked and unashamed. Right. They, they they're not aware of sin. They have no burden on them at all. And they do the one thing they weren't supposed to do, and from that moment on, there's a huge chasm between humanity and God's holiness. And God desperately wants for us to experience all that He has, and so He enacted a plan from that moment on to make a promise that would be fulfilled by Jesus, that we could have access to the fullness of God. You think about the people in the Old Testament; there were only a, a rare few folks that actually. Communed with God, the rest of them were on the outside looking in, waiting desperately for something to happen so that they could have real access to a holy God. And so, when we think about Jesus and what He did, it wasn't just、uh, that this this little baby was the fulfilled promise. It's what it opened up for the whole world, not just for the Judaic believers, but for Gentiles and and you and I. You know, here、mm-hmm. in Colorado, we have access to the fullness of the holiness of God. And that's an amazing story, and it all started in the beginning. And so, when you read the Old Testament, you just constantly are reminded. All of these prophets are saying, "By the way, there's coming a day. By the way, let me tell you about you know who he's going to be. Let me tell you some aspects of his nature, of his character, the way he'll talk, the way he'll interact with people. He's going to bring the ethic of heaven to earth, and that's amazing." And so, you know, you look at the Old Testament, and I think a lot of people in our day and age want to just throw it out. And say, man,、mm-hmm. you know, I, I, let's talk about Jesus, right? They're talking about Jesus.、Mm, that's so good. Yes.、Know? And so I, I think it's valuable. 
what I chose for the theme verse for the family disciple me first conversation, springboarding from the message that you have done and that my husband did at Vanguard Church for talking about God's promise. I chose for our theme verse, specifically Genesis 49, 18, where Jacob says, I wait for your salvation, O Lord. And I love what you said, that even in the Old Testament, they were talking about Jesus, even if they didn't know his name. There was Abraham's grandson talking about God's salvation. Talk to us about that. Yeah, I think the... um as I, you know, as I went through writing, I'm, I'm finished writing the whole series now. And the thing that grieves me the most in, in writing the whole thing is that Jewish people in 2022 have decided to discard some of the most incredible passages about Messiah that before Jesus, they, they would speak these things in the synagogues day after day. You would hear the stories about the suffering servant. But once Jesus came and lived and shared the ethic of heaven and preached, and then they killed him, and then he resurrected, they decided to get rid of some of those scriptures. It makes me really sad. And, you know, Romans 11 talks about how the Jewish believers have their eyes shrouded, that they can't see it clearly. It just It's a sad story. But when you think about just all of the promises of who he would be, it's crazy to think about all the little details and when you really look at all the crazy little details that happen for Jesus to be born, it's just wild to see all of it come together, you know. He had to be born in Bethlehem. He had to be ra- or yeah, born in Bethlehem, raised in Nazareth, and he had to be out of Egypt. How's that supposed to work? And then all these little details happen and Mary and Joseph are just obedient along the way that whatever the Lord says, they're going to do it. He says, Hey, you need to go to Egypt because Herod's on the, on a witch hunt. He's coming to kill all the kids. Oh, yes, Lord, we'll go. So that's how all of that happens. It's just amazing to me to see the tapestry of the whole Bible come mm-hmm. to fruition in the life of Jesus. So, Fike, you are preaching this at Vanguard Tri Lakes. Yeah. My husband's preaching it at Vanguard Central. You are also a father. Yeah. You're a dad. You've got um, two kids, a senior in high school and a first grader. Uh, yes, that's correct. And you're talking about this with them. You're translating this into their language. What are you saying to them about worth the wait, specifically regarding waiting for God's promise? Yeah. Well, I, th- I think Christmas morning is such a, b- a beautiful opportunity to disciple your children. Why do we give gifts at Christmas? Why do we do that? Because Jesus was the greatest gift that humanity has ever gotten, and we give gifts to each other to celebrate that same idea. Plus, you know, the wise men, they come and they bring their gold, frankincense, and myrrh. There's just something to this idea that we give worth to the people that we love. God gave worth to the people that he loved by giving Jesus. And all of those years, 1,762 years from the moment of the promise to the moment of the fulfillment, all of that time was worth the wait. That's the idea of the series. And of course, Christmas morning ends up being worth the wait You'd hope for so. our kids. Yeah, <laughs> they, so. they would hope so. That's right. Yeah. That's right. One of the things we do uh, at our house on Christmas morning, and my kids hate it, but I don't care, <laughs> is I get up early and uh, cook a big breakfast. I'm a breakfast guy. And so we sit down at the table. All their gifts are under the tree. They can see them from where they're, <laughs> from where they're sitting, right? 
And before we open a gift, we talk about the things that we're grateful for in this last year of life. We kind of have like a, a family highlight reel where we celebrate the good things that have happened in our family. Do you remember that trip? Do you remember when dad fell off the boat at the lake, you know, and stuff like that, just to kind of remember uh, the good things in our family. And I think making them wait to open the presents is kind of part of that idea of like, remember, this morning is celebrating the end of waiting, you know, for the Christian. I love that, Fike. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I do. I'm pretty sure my kids would hate that too. Yes. But we have our own ways that we make them wait yeah. on Christmas morning. So I totally get it. And I love the symbolism of it. Fike, one thing that Kelly, my husband, pastor, Vanguard Church, your friend, said at Vanguard Central on Sunday is that if God says it, he's going to do it. The answer is always yes. So as we talk about God's promise, specifically regarding Advent, there's also all of God's promises for our lives. And I wonder if you have some things that you're waiting on God to do in your life that because you see the fulfillment of his promise Mm. in Christ's birth that you know even more so, you're even more certain that he's going to fulfill those things in your life as well. This is why the Bible is so important. Eventually, I'm going to pitch a series to our creative team uh, that says, I never said that, <laughs> which is like, you know, kind of these things that we, I don't know where where it comes from, but we attach um, our minds and our hearts to these ideas that God never promised. You know, for example, my wife uh, has had just a terrible year uh, with her left eye. Mm-hmm. Um, she's lost vision in her left eye. She's had pain in her left eye. Now, you know, here's one of the promises of God. You ready? Jesus says, in this world, You will have troubles of many kinds, but take heart for I have overcome the world. So when a moment comes where my wife is feeling terrible, is is, is scared, honestly, Mm -hmm. filled with fear, Mm -hmm. what if I never see again? What if I don't get to see my grandchildren, right? Right. Those are real fears. So do we look at that moment and say, Lord, you said you would heal my wife. Well, did he? Is that really what happened? You said, ask anything in your name. Right. Uh, knock on the door and it will be open. Seek and you will be and you will find these are good promises. But sometimes the things that we find is the Lord saying, hey, I want you to go through this. And there's purpose in it. There's value in it. So I think it's important that we not attach ourselves to bad theology, that mm. if I ask the Lord to heal me, then I'm going to be healed. Maybe. I think the point is that you ask him and then he meets you in that need and shares with you what he's going to do through this pain that, by the way, was promised. So I think the tension mm-hmm. point for every believer is to figure out, you know, what promises are we, are we really believing in? So like when I preached the sermon this last week, uh, I talked about the promises of um, of prayer, the promises of pain, the promises of purpose. The promise of position. We are a royal priesthood. We are the salt of the earth, the light of the world. You know, we're the head and not the tail. Like all of these promises. And I, I really needed one for eternity that started with a P because <laughs> I like the letter. You know, I like for yes, all. Yes, we like alliteration. So I said paternity, but it was really eternity. <laughs> <laughs> but the promise that, man, if we speak the name, if we confess the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. we'll have eternal life in him. So those are the kinds of promises that I think, you know, We have to attach ourselves to and detach ourselves from the things that really aren't biblical, you know, that that you go, okay, well, um, if I'm with the Lord, then everything's going to be great in my life. Show me that in the book. 
Show me that in the Bible. You will experience trials of many kinds. That's a promise. And by the way, I will work together all things for your good. Um, if you, you know, if you're called according to my purpose and you love me, I mean, it's a be- the promises of God are worth really understanding and believing. And I think that's why so many people fall off the train. I think they go, okay, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Now everything's going to be great, right? No. You know, Kelly prayed a prayer yesterday. We were talking about the shooting uh, that happened a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And he used this, this phrase. He said, pain is the eternal language. It's the common tongue of humanity that we all can understand pain. And that is part of the promise of Jesus. He says, you're going to have pain. So don't freak out when it happens. And by the way, I've overcome the world. So just trust in me. So those are the kinds of things that as a pastor, I really want my people to understand. If you think it's going to be sunshine and roses because you said yes to Jesus, you got another thing coming. But God's promise is that his salvation will reign. 100%. 100%. Eternity is secure. And and I think that, you know, when James says uh, that, that we should count it all joy when we have a trial of many kinds, what does that mean? It means that we're in his hands mm-hmm. and he's working on us, refining us in the process. So, you know, trusting in the promises is massive. Just make sure you're trusting in the promises <laughs> of the Bible and not right? some other colloquial idea. Right. You know. This series for you, Fike, springboards from God's promise to Abraham. Right. That he was going to bless the whole world through him and his family. Yeah. And then Abraham had to wait. Yeah. Eventually, Isaac was born. Then Isaac had to wait. Then eventually, his sons were born. Jacob had to wait. And then generation after generation had to wait. But in the midst of the waiting, going back to our theme verse for Family Disciple Me, Jacob said, I wait for your salvation, O Lord. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, that's why we disciple our kids through Advent. We're teaching them how not to just wait on presents or Santa Claus or whatever the holidays bring, but to wait on God's promise. Mm -hmm. And they that wait shall Mm -hmm. renew their strength. They'll, They'll rise up with wings like eagles. Right. They that don't wait, they'll run and they'll get weary. We that wait on the Lord, we run Mm -hmm. and we don't get weary. We walk and we don't get faint. So waiting is a huge part of the process. Amen. Thank you so much for getting us started with this Advent series. Parents and grandparents and people who love Jesus, who are following Christ, as you go have discipleship conversations with those that God has entrusted to you, I hope that this brief conversation that Fike and I have had will just help you as you process what God wants to say to you and then through you. I'd like to close with prayer. And and Fike, I would love for you to just pray a blessing over our families, over those who are listening right now as they prepare to meet with God and then make Him known to those entrusted to them. Amen. Uh, Lord, we do trust you, Lord. And and in this moment in our lives, the people that are listening to this podcast, every person uh, that's listening to it now, we're all waiting on something, uh, whether it be uh, a new job or health in a relationship or physical healing. We're all waiting on something. And so, Lord, I, I do pray that you would give us the faith and the courage to keep trusting in you day after day. And as we transmit this information to the people that you've asked us to disciple, Lord, we pray that it would inspire good questions, that it would inspire curiosity and passion, that it would inspire real conversations where we could talk about what it really means 
to wait on you. We love you and we trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. Go with God, friends. Happy first week of Advent. May God bless you and keep you. Until next time, be encouraged.